Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC-Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New General Mission Podcast on North-South Connection. I'm Slavka. I'm JP. Thanks again for joining us. As always, we're on the journey to relive the new de- generation era to find the best and some of the worst of a wrestling time period often forgotten. For Brennan Shaw and Survivor Series 92, to Brennan Shaw and Survivor Series 97, we'll look beyond the pay-per-views and examine the weekly TV, see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how's life? Pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm great. Life's good. Summer's going along. Uh, lots of lots of fuss. Was that a Dave Matthews Man concert? You were making fun of me last night for it, but <laughs> life is good. White boy wasted, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot That's of it. There was, a, there was a lot of us there. There was a lot of us there. It was a good time. Great, 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 uh, great show. It's right, the theater's right at the lake and it's got the free fireworks show from the downtown. So it was a perfect, perfect little Saturday night. So yeah, be, being outside in Florida this time of year is not exactly, uh, fruitful as being outside in Chicago. So just. You just boil down here instead. It's like the feels like it was like 119 the other day. So it's uh, yeah. Today was like the tomorrow. We're supposed to get record heat, so that's gonna be like a Florida day tomorrow with the humidity. Because we just get the humidity is crazy in Chicago, so it's like even right. like 90, it's like you know 140. It feels yep. like you that's know how, that's how Florida is. It's ridiculous. Like Arizona, you can go to Arizona and it'll be you know in the high 90s, but it won't be anywhere near as bad as it is in Florida, but. I don't even know why they do that, like, humidity shit. Just say it's, like, 105 degrees. That's what everybody feels anyway, so, you know, just say that. I don't, I don't like, you know, yeah, yeah. it was exactly. 99, but exactly. it feels like 115. All right, so we know? move along to some bras? Yes, okay. sir. All right, so we get, we get, we're starting off at uh, 418 Raw. Uh, this one's taped back uh, at the same taping last time for and, uh, April 11th, so sometimes it's a little stale on these tapings, but uh, we're going to mm-hmm. move along. Um, I don't know if you want to start off or, or me uh, to start. Which one do you want to yeah. start with me? Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, you can go ahead. All right, yeah, so uh, you know, we start off again with the, the clips of uh, <laughs> the king falling off of his uh, the king falling off of his uh, a throne, which is pretty pretty funny, right? A really good uh really good segment they they kind of did really well last week uh and then we we start off with uh macho man talking about how he wants a title shot which is kind of funny because Vince definitely wasn't planning for us and definitely rolls his eyes at him <laughs> um and so we get you say something JB? Oh, no 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 I was just agreeing with you oh Oh yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, so, so yeah, Macho rolls his eyes at him, and then Bret Hart comes out. So we got a title match to start off. Huge pop for Bret. 
this is one of these things where it's interesting that Quang all of a sudden gets a, a title shot, but they end up announcing that it's non-title. It, it's one of the things you kind of brought up last time about, like, why is Bret Hart kind of going at this again of, like, the fighting champion? Um, so, you, you know, it's it's kind of weird to have this match. Like, why does Quang make it up the, the top of the thing? Uh, we get Owen Hart calling in uh, during the match, kind of talking about how, uh, you know, he's going to beat him on the WrestleMania Revenge Tour. So really good job on that, like, plugging the tour while he gets owned. And then uh, the, the pop for this 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 move, uh, the sharpshooter at the end, is, is great. Uh, really gets over Brett, wins it in six minutes. And uh, also the, the arena they're doing this taping in is a lot bigger than some of the other Raws they've been recently doing it, so it added a lot of flair to to the match. So pretty good start and a, a fun little match, but, you know, doesn't really make sense of, like, moving the character along, except for that you get the good Owen Hart commentary in there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just kind of weird that... Brett is like, like, like you, you know, we said it, like, you know, the fighting champion guy, like Quang, like what, what does he get out of this? Yeah, you know, like I, I don't get, like he, he's not in that level. He shouldn't be in this match. He should still be being, you know, fighting jobbers or like lower level guys. Right. So, just, just a rise in that title. Yeah, and to start the show too, like you're putting your champion out there in the first match. Like I don't know, it's just kind of weird. And then um, after that, we get a a quick little squash from Jeff Jarrett. So it's always cool to see um, him on the show. You know, I'm never going to complain to see Jeff Jarrett out there. Um, and we also get a random Steiner squash. So like this this was really weird. So I don't know if like this was like if they were already gone and this was an older match that they just threw in there, or if this was or if they're still with the company, but. Um, like in my head, I thought the signers were like long gone already. So to see them come out here, well, I, uh, have, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I know they have another match, uh, because they're in the King of the Ring qualifying too. Right. So they're going to be around right. for a little bit longer, which is just absurd, especially because they weren't on Mania. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to use them, use them there, not for this squash. Like it's really weird. And they're not involved in like the tag scene. Like you have all these teams that they're saying uh who should be the number one contender to the Quebecers and they weren't even in involved in any of that. So it's just weird. Like um you're right about the, the yeah, King of the Ring stuff. So yeah, I don't know. It's just just random. I I really just didn't expect that. So I guess they are with them. Um and then I'll just take this last little thing here. So we get a quick uh Duke Drosy vignette, so that was cool. Um but we do get to uh King's Court with the Lundra Blaze. So uh this is kind of random, but it's 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 cool because you know King is awesome at talking, so it's good to see him like uh, do the interview segment and in spite of Sean having the same thing, so it's kind of weird at the same time that they have two different guys doing it. Um, but like he gets in a line to Lunge Blaze early, he's like, you, you know, you spent three hours in the beauty shop, and that was just to get an estimate, so that was pretty good. Um, but she like. Alundra Blaze, uh, Medusa, whatever. Alundra Blaze, uh, Medusa, whatever. She, she's, um, she does this, like, whole, like, the corny character kind of good. Like, she puts on, like, the Burger King crown in front of them. Um, she calls, uh, King's Court a Piper's Pit ripoff. Um, which was the setup of a few that we're gonna see, unfortunately, um, uh, in the annals of time, a Jerry Lawler versus Roddy Piper match that we're going to get to that no one wants to see. But um, the feud, I'm hoping, is kind of good, like the war of words, at least, between Lawler and Piper. So Lawler starts kind of like trashing Piper, and um, 
like he he doesn't make it all about him, so he eventually calls Luna out, which is good because I didn't want it to be like you know Lunger Blaze calling out there and you're, just, you're making it all about Lawler. So it was cool that he called Luna or Luna out, and then she starts like you know laying the uh, death metal vocals real thick on on Lunger Blaze, like you know putting all that phlegm in her voice and everything. So basically set up a feud with Luna and Lunger Blaze, and then you also kind of have the background feud of. Lawler and Piper um, burgeoning. So I thought this was a, a good little segment. It kind of did its job that it wanted to. All right, so after that, we get a quick earthquake squash, just kind of keeping his name out there. Nothing really crazy with him. Just still kind of weird. Like, he's like a, a really young guy at the time still, but and he's not, like, in the company long or anything like that either, but it's just weird to kind of see him in this era. Like, he just doesn't really fit to me um, for whatever reason. But then uh, after that, we get another squash from a guy who amazingly is fitting in this era and it's like one, one me over huge is IRS. Um, I'm just like, I cannot believe I'm becoming a fan of this guy. Like this is one wrestler I always thought I hated like in any iteration, you know, it's just even his squash matches, he comes out with no music, it's good heel stuff, like everybody's got music, and he comes out talking, it's just, I don't know, It's and now he's got like the little STF finisher too, so it's pretty cool, a little twist that he's putting on it, um, so that was a quick little squash, and then we finish out the, the show with um, Johnny Polo doesn't want the match against the Head Shrinkers for his guys, so he's just kind of feeling the heat from that, so it's pretty good stuff from him with this build for this tag team match. Yeah, but as you mentioned, it's kind of weird with the Steiner brothers. Like, why is the, why are, like, why are they involved? Like, why was that not a head shrinker squash instead? Like, just very right. weird booking with this tag team thing. It's just like very, and, and we haven't seen, I mean, when's the last time the head shrinkers have been on? It's like, Johnny Polo is so afraid of them. It's just a very bizarre right. situation. So, um, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but uh, uh, okay, Rob, but one of the weaker ones I think we've had in a while. Yeah, definitely. All right, then we go to the four. We go to the four uh, twenty-three superstars, uh, and we get starting off with your boy Doink the Clown. Uh-huh. <laughs> Vince, so many jokes in here. Like this was like his ultimate dream here. Like he was just unloading on bad Doink jokes and. Uh, rough way to start. Doink's still get a guy that gets a big pop. Uh, so, I mean, he's definitely over with the kids and crowd, but he's just a guy that's kind of going nowhere. I think that'll change very soon uh, within this taping cycle, but uh, kind of a bland match, but a, a time for Vince to get, his, to get his jokes over. Then we get a Heartbreak Hotel real quick that uh, Diesel mentions that he's coming for, or Sean says uh, that Diesel's coming for Razor. Sean still says nothing. And then we get Mr. Perfect coming out with a pretty good segment, uh, kind of playing off, you know, is Perfect a heel? Is he a, a face? He kind of, he mentions it really well at WrestleMania that he's, you know, he's not, uh, he, he followed the rules, like, he has no grudges, he even shakes Shawn Michaels' hand, like, I thought really, really good. It's, it's also weird that he's, like, not in wrestling gear, so I wonder right. if he even fought any matches around this time, or if it was, he's still under the insurance policy, like, I, I it was weird reading Meltzer. Like, he didn't really have a lot to say on Perfect other than, like, just kind of Perfect, like, abruptly left. But he did have a foot injury. So I'm guessing Perfect got hurt somewhere along the way. He wasn't ready to go. And then was just like, you know what? I'm going to keep cashing the insurance checks and not risk it. So that's my guess. But a pretty good promo here. And definitely started to build up that Razor and Diesel are coming at each other. Uh, 
Yeah, so I'm still not feeling Sean in this role. Like, he just doesn't fit this role. Like, no, it's terrible. Compare, yeah. Yeah, and, and you compare Lawler, like, you know, the show before, Lawler is just, like, shines in that role. Like, he's, like, Sean, like, Lawler's not afraid to show ass. He's not afraid to shine the person up, like, in a heel way. Sean's just kind of trying to get himself over, and it's just, I don't know. It, and, and then you got Diesel Lumen in the background, who's just, you know, a distraction kind of at this point. So I'm, Heartbreak Hotel is like, you know, like something I would have looked back on fondly, and it's just not hitting at all right now. Yep, agreed. So um, after that, we get a quick squash from the Smoking Guns. Like, I feel like we haven't seen them as much recently, nope. so I don't know if they're getting, like, pulled off because they're, they're being you know, kind of sucking a little bit, but, um, so kind of, we'll kind of see where they go from here. Like they're kind of lost right now. Um, we get a live event news segment with the mayor of Stamford, Connecticut, which is really weird. Like, uh, this is like, (laughs) I don't know what the hell they were doing with this. And this guy was kind of weird, but, um, yeah, that was like an awkward little segment there. Um, yeah, I think it's, I pointed my notes that I think it's because the trial's coming and they're just trying to get anyone that will say anything yeah. positive about them. Had to be because it's like Stamford, Connecticut. Like, like, are you, this is not the only place that this place, this show is, you know, filming, right? Yeah. But this is all over the world or, you know, the United States at least right now. So it's just really weird, like really local. Um, then we get my, my, my boy now, uh, IRS versus a job. So. <laughs> It's awesome when he comes out. Like, he's shit-talking to Tonka on the way to the ring, too. So, I just have my notes. Like, IRS is becoming a highlight here. Um, he even tells, like, Nikolai that he needs a new suit. So, it's cool that he's kind of shitting on him. Um, especially with what will be coming soon. So, that's pretty good. And then I also have, like, IRS, like, he's not just a character at this point, either. Like, he's been really good in the ring, too. Like, he's been busting his ass, like, you know... He's not like the most dynamic guy or whatever, but he tells a good story and he's like really sound with what he's doing. So like, I don't know. It's just weird that, um, I don't, he's like grown on me so much. Like I've said before, I really want people to like just check out some of these squashes or some of his like mic work and everything. Just kind of like what you thought of IRS might be a little different, you know? Yep. Definitely a highlight that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. And then uh, uh, we do get a, a – take this next little piece. We do get a yeah, quick little Duke Josie vignette, too. It's kind of a more elaborate vignette than just, like, you know, him in the background. So, like, he's talking about, like, business is picking up, and he's throwing – as he's picking up trash bags and stuff and throwing them around, he's, like, talking to people. And I and I put in my notes here, like, why do I love this character? Like, why, why do I <laughs> – like, this is a guy – this mainly – it's him and Teal Hopper, I feel like, are the main, like, punchlines when they talk about this era. Occupational. Like, you know, yep, occupational yep. gimmicks. Like, yep. oh, they got, they got, they got garbage men and they got plumbers. And I feel like these two are the ones that get shit on the most. And Teal Hopper was, you know, a dirty white boy. He's an excellent talker and was a great wrestler before that. But I don't feel like Duke Josie, like, had a name before this. So, um, I feel like that's all he's known for. So he kind of, you know, gets that label. But, I don't know. It, it's it is stupid. It's a garbage man gimmick. I get it, but I always thought he was kind of cool. So we'll see. What, yeah. We'll see if that changes. We'll see what we get out of him. Yeah, uh, interesting guy because he sticks around for a while too. 
Mm-hmm. And he's got some hot. I mean, he's got that hot Royal Rumble match. I remember versus Triple H, like in the free. It might be Heat free for all. I forget what it was called. Yeah, but yeah. like, so I think there's some good stuff possibly coming from him. But uh, then we get to our our, our main events: uh, Razor Ramon versus Adam Bomb. Uh, the crowd is super into Razor, uh, but I, I love that like. Razor I always thought was like a littler guy, but him and Bob next to each other look just massive. They both look big. Uh, I really like the the kind of visual of them, like out of the ringside, like they're side by side, like they're they're some big dudes. And you kind of forget about that sometimes with Razor. You know, I don't I don't know why, but um, you just kind of forget how big a dude Razor Ramon is. Uh, fun match, uh, you know, they, out of nowhere, <laughs> uh, something we really see some out of at a bomb. He doesn't really make it seem like he's going to win the match because uh, it's kind mm-hmm. of short. But I think he gets some good offense in. And like I said, just the size of them, too. Every blow kind of looks devastating. Uh, but Razor gets him up. On, Razor gets Adam Bomb up on the Razor's edge. The crowd goes absolutely nuts for it. Vince, I put, probably says five unbelievables during this, this yeah. time. Is, he just goes off on it. And he also ends it with, what a champion. Uh, after, it's only a four-minute match. It was really quick. Uh, and after the match, uh, King goes down to... To, to Sean Michael, or sorry, to, to Razor and ask him why he won't take Diesel's challenge. He says Diesel's been asking him for weeks, which I just don't believe. Like, I think right, right. So I got the ticket before it's the first time he's ever brought up Diesel should take him. Diesel has fought maybe one time since the Royal Rumble, maybe twice on like TV. Uh, it's like, how did he jump the queue? And so, yeah, but exactly. Razor says he'll take on Diesel next week. He's not working away from any champion. So, Classic face where they're they're not going to avoid any challenge, but it's just like kind of silly that Diesel all of a sudden has been like up up the chain. And if you like thought about it, like after the Rumble, he was so hot. Okay, this would make sense. Like right after the Rumble, but that's like three months removed. Like I said, we're not really seeing him in action, so I don't know what what the thinking kind of was was to kind of bring him up and really move him. But it's really a strange a strange uh, title title shot and why they're making it seem like Razor was afraid of him when it just wasn't true. Right. Yeah, it's, I don't know if this was like also like a test run of Razor working with a bigger guy, like, and being Adam Bomb, like, you know, if they want to kind of see where this, uh, other feud they have in mind is going to go. Um, so, I don't know, it's just weird to see him have this much of a highlight match followed by what he's going to have next week as well, so. Um, he also had some like cool black and gray tights in this too, I thought. Kind of stood out like he's normally got like the the louder colors and everything like that, but his little black and gray look was pretty cool. So um, we also have like a quick squash from the Quebecers, and then a Owen Hart squash, which wasn't a, like a crazy squash or anything. But I just have in my notes like Owen coming out now. Like I think it's partly the match against Brett, and it's also like the amount of storyline time that he got building up to that match. He just feels like a star now. Like he feels like he belongs uh in the main event or around it at least and just you see him coming out and he just like oozes like I don't want to say charisma, but he it, it just jumps off the page now instead of being like a you know, kind of bland baby face or whatever. He just really sticks out. So cool well, seeing huge, that one. And I thought huge we want Brett chance during the match too. So it shows right. That's kind of that. That's definitely getting over right. uh, the Bret Hart Owen storyline. So that, that's good to see as well. It kind of shows that Owen's that win was so big for him. Like he's moved up. Owen's moved up the chain. Right, and it, it shows like through not just like mat- matches what they're trying to do with somebody else with, with like Diesel. It shows that through character work, you know, you get the fans invested, and now he's over. Like it's not. 
you know, like the amount of way more people saw Raw and Superstars for the eight weeks or whatever than they did the WrestleMania match, you know. So it just goes to show that the work that they put in actually paid off. All right, should we move on to Raw then? Yes, I nothing else to say to that. I think uh, now we're at the 425 Raw. So again, taped, taped back at the uh, the same taping, the 411. So three tapings, three tapings in this in this uh, the same taping, which is a little gets a little rough. It's it's better than the what they're doing at Wrestling Warzone, where they're doing four at a time, but starting to get a little stale. We start off with Razor Ramones. The Razor Ramones is all over these these. Uh, these uh, shows right now, and he's gonna face mm-hmm. Double J. And I feel like this is your guy with Double J. So why don't you? Why don't you yeah. So what you said about Razor is true. Like he's on, and he's not just in squash matches either. It's Adam Bomb. It's it's Double J. It's gonna be Diesel. Like it's it's kind of weird that. Um, but we haven't. We also haven't seen him for like a week or two either. So maybe they're just kind of filling in those gaps. Um, my first note in this is the Aqua is flowing with these two. Yep. So Razor Razor has like this aqua light blue color and Jared's tights are just oh chef's kiss. This is like, <laughs> oh, it's like I'm giving away an answer to an award later, but this, yeah, it's great. Um, what I like in this is like I love seeing Jared being really aggressive in this match. Like you know he's the heel, he he knows how to play chicken shit, but he's really going at Razor. So um, this is pretty good. Then another note I have. Because these two specifically got me thinking. Like, you know, you always hear these questions, or you always get the, who is the greatest guy to never be world champion? And Razor gets mentioned a lot. And, you know, Jarrett was in other promotions, but not the WWF. But I just feel like these two are like perfect mid card stars. Yeah, like they're they're perfect for this intercontinental title. Like, right, like they don't have to be in the main event, and they just fit this role so perfect. So just yeah, watching that. Mm-hmm. It's similar to the 80s, right, where, like, Jake the Snake, Big Boss Man, those guys were never – they're not supposed to be world title. Like, right. I don't think a Big Boss Man's ever supposed to be that. So I, I do love this era. I think that happens sometimes now with wrestling. Like, well, they're not going to be a number one. You don't need – you need every – you know, you need different slots for different people. You need the tag team. You need the lightweights. You need the heavyweights. Like, everyone doesn't need to be a world champion one time. And that kind of happened in the mid-2000s where just everyone won a title just because they were worked for, like – you know, 10 years of the company. Like, there were so many of those. I hate like, that. Yeah, I hate that, right? It, the world titles should be. And they definitely, you know, nowadays, right, they definitely moved a little bit away from that, right? Like, with Ro- Roman's reign is pretty much right. trying right. to do some of that. Of Like, okay, the title needs to be prestigious. Like, it's not just, okay, Ginger Mahal has been here for 20 years. Like, let's give him a title run. Great Ali's yeah. been here forever. You know, like, there was a lot of that, right? And Well, it's I, like some guys that it works for, like Daniel yeah. Bryan, it worked for. You know, like, he worked his way up. And yeah. The crowd got behind him. He It worked for him. But, like, that doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody yeah, but, yeah. is a star either. Like, you have to be a yeah. star too. This can't just be, you know, uh, WCW 2000 where there's like seven main event guys that get the title, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah, I think, I think it's cool that these guys are like mid, and it also makes you, it fills out your card as well too. So like, you know, you, you have guys that fit the role of the mid card. You got, you know, opening card match, whatever, but, um, I digress. So, in the in the match, uh, Razor does get like a great fired up comeback to uh, after um, Jarrett was on top, and then that prompts Sean to come down to ringside. So he's kind of like berating Razor, just kind of getting onto him. Um, and then Razor battles both Double J and Sean, and the crowd is just going crazy. Like as Razor's like fired up going against both of them, the crowd is just really into it. 
Um, he goes for the edge on Sean, the Razor's edge on Sean, and Diesel attacks him, and then lays him out with a huge jackknife. So, yeah, pretty cool as he like stands on his chest too and throws the title down. Like, pretty cool moment for Diesel, like to kind of get him over. Um, I still agree with you. Like, he doesn't deserve this spot yet. Like, nowhere close. Like, uh, I wish they they would let it like progress more naturally, but um, you know, they're not going to change that, but. Uh, after the match, you go backstage with Sean and Diesel and they kind of like explain their actions. And, uh, I don't like the intense version of Diesel here. Like it's really forced, like his promo, like he's better when he's like the laid back cool guy. Cause that's more like who he is, like the, you know, witty kind of funny guy uh, when he's doing this, like, you know, talk with your teeth clenched and kind of like real intense. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. So. Pretty decent match overall, and the storyline's progressing a little bit here. Yeah, I think uh, the first note I had was, well, one, that's non-title, and then two, the next note I have is the teal. I, I love how he changes his colors, and how he doesn't change his colors, it's like everything, not just his trunks, it's his elbow pads, his boots. Yep. He goes all in on his thing. They also show the double feature in this, which is a really great idea, right? Replays live, like, I, I love this, uh, definitely a feature of the the rest of the new generation era showing replays during the match, which I, I just mm-hmm. love. I thought Double J held his own during this match uh, before Sean came out. Like I felt like he kind of—I don't want to say but equals with Razor, but he definitely held up to him. Which you know will be in six months from now. Double J is going to be right back in this slot. So cool, cool step up for Double J. Um, and then I that looked kind of dangerous with the way Diesel stood on top of Razors like that. It did. Could, could not feel comfortable, right? Like I don't know how that doesn't hurt. So. Uh, really, really good on that. And then I, I thought from this, right, setting up the superstars match, I thought this did a decent job of that. Uh, but like, I think it's just way too quick and it just, I don't understand where this comes from, like for Diesel. So there must be something else going on that I, I just don't understand, uh, right. why they went super push. Uh, we also get the announcement then that the, uh, Quebecers will face the head shrinkers next week from Jack Tunney. Uh, so that, that's going to happen. We get a Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, uh, sorry, this happened during the Bam Bam match, but uh, Bam Bam Bigelow squash. He looks, he looks, he looks great. Uh, we get a, another ad from the state of New York. Uh, just you know, again, trying to try to uh, claim their uh, how how uh, clean they are and how great. The <laughs> right. And this is, I mean, this is right during the middle of lawsuits. Right, they're going to have yeah. they actually have three lawsuits happening. They have the Vince McMahon trial. They have Jesse Ventura sues him for. Oh, yeah. Video game royalties. Uh, I have the date here in history, WWE, uh, but it's right around this time frame. Uh, yeah. And that, yeah, on April 13th, that's going to happen. They also have the Rockers trial uh, for, and I can't remember the guy's name, uh, but Marty the, Garner. Yeah, the 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 Rocker dropper on him. So they have three trials yeah. going on. So this is clearly like a marketing campaign to make them seem like they're not that bad. So oh yeah. Um, it's definitely pretty funny, and then we get a Heavenly Bodies uh, squash match. Pretty pretty standard. Nothing going on with there, uh, <coughs> but 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 after that, they also uh, sorry, they also uh, it's funny because we'll see a Heavenly Bodies squash match later, where they're like a lot of different promos. Their their music's a little different, right. I think, and they also have wings on them. So it's kind of interesting that like the way the taping cycles went, that this was kind of before they kind of get a little bit of updated uh, you know te- teamwork. So. I don't know if you have anything to add to kind of those two squashes. No, no. Kind of anything else. Uh, anyway, with King's Court? Yep. So uh, now we have a episode, another edition of King's Court, this time with 
Nikolai Volkov, and <laughs> this is just awesome because Lawler is just like shitting all over him when he comes in the ring, and Volkov just look—he looks so weird. Like I don't know if it's <laughs> his hair grown out, and like the suit that he has on—he's so big in that suit. Um, yeah, like a, a Shig Knight kind of suit that he's got on here. Um, Volkov goes for like the real cheap American pop, which is. Oh, it was like groan inducing how, how cheap of the pop he went for. Um, like he's just talking about America, hyping it up. Like I, I put my notes, like maybe this summer we'll see the, the Volkov Express, like with a, with a bus or something maybe touring around America because he's gonna, he's so American now. Um, but his delivery also is like Vladimir Kozlov bad too. Like it's just, I don't know. I, he, he, he didn't do himself any favors. Like, like making me feel sympathy for him or anything either. So I just like was cheering on Lawler the whole time instead of, you know, feeling anything for him. So I feel like Lawler just kind of schooled him in this little segment here. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have much notes on this. I just put for some reason Nikolai's in here. They're trying to make him care about a character that, okay, was kind of over in the, the 80s, right? Like with his gimmick, but he was never yeah. like a face gimmick. Like he, I mean, he churned face. But come on, there was no, there was no fans of his, and you know Duggan's the reason he got over at any time in the '90s. So, uh, really weird uh, setup, and the amount of time they've invested. Is compare this like long build, which we kind of don't care about, compared right. to like, Diesel's <laughs> the shortness of Diesel's. Like this is what Diesel's build should have been to, right? Like Nikolai had this like it's got to be two months now that we've seen him in the crowd. Oh, a hundred percent, yeah, and. And it still isn't reaching towards the payoff that it's going towards either. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel, I wonder if they always had that in mind. Maybe they did because it kind of makes sense of what they're going to do, but. Yeah, but yeah. even like, yeah, but even like DiBiase, has he been seen much lately? Like, I right. feel like we That's haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, it's not, it's not connected. Like, I, I, I guess we'll just have to see how they do eventually connect it to see if it makes sense, but. Like, right, since we already know what it is, it's easy for us to say that. But, like, if you're brand new watching this, you're going to be like, all right, what, what, what's going on with this? Like, what are you what are you doing here, you know? Yeah, definitely very weird. And then uh, just quick after that, we get a squash from the one, two, three kids. So pretty good to see him kind of still, you know, he's not really involved in anything serious or anything right now, but good to see him on the show at least. Yep. And uh, can I do a couple other things real quick yeah. on there? Yeah. So they also had in there, they had announcement of the <laughs> the Undertaker sightings. So yes. we start getting this about how he's uh, <laughs> out ordering a sub. <laughs> right, and a, right. a sub sandwich. So this is kind of getting ridiculous. Uh, I think he starts fighting very soon in the UK. So I'm sure that's probably why they're doing it is like, okay, making it seem like, you know, people are a little bit confused. Like, okay, he's around. So I think that's probably why they're they're starting this is he's probably fighting internationally, I think. Uh, and they also have the eight, eight man, uh, they announced the King of the Rings saying, you know, the King of the Rings is going to be an eight man tournament. So they start announcing that. And then do you, do you want me to mention Lou Alvano? Yeah, I just want to say that it, it was in bad taste of the WWF to make a joke about subs during the time <laughs> right now. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to add that. But yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and so we end the program with Lou Albano, uh, Coming out and, you know, being so excited about the title shot. He even gives Vince a kiss, which is very weird. He says the belts are on the line. He's so excited. This, this will be his 20th title. Uh, and, and, and then Polo and, and kind of Lou Albano get into a fight. And it more seems like 
Lou Albano is feuding with Polo here versus like the head shrinkers, Quebecers, because they've had no interaction. And then even when Lou Albano gets in the ring, he has Macho Man go in there to make sure everyone knows Lou Albano is a face. Everyone should cheer no matter what team it is. So it's just right. a really, really bizarre thing that they're switching to. I don't know why they just didn't go with men on a mission who are way more over than head shrinkers. Like you wouldn't have to turn them face. I just don't kind of get what they were going with. So I don't know if you have anything to kind of add at the end of that. No, I, I agree with that though. That is weird that it's like, like forced psychology. Like you're, you're telling the fans like, it's okay. It's okay to cheer these guys, you know, like, I don't know. It's just really forced, I guess is just the only word I can come up with. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, and, and like I said, they they do do a good job of there with Macho. Okay, Macho in the ring with Lou to like, okay, make sure everyone knows that it's he's a face, right? So, good job on there. All right. Uh, we'll move to superstars then. Unless you have anything else on Raw? Nope, nope, I'm good. Right, we got to uh, superstars. This is going to be a new taping set, so pretty cool. Uh, that we're going to get a bunch of new stuff coming here uh, of these next two superstars. Uh, so this is April 13th, so kind of a couple of days after that. Uh, raw taping, which makes sense that they did the diesel razor at that taping to then set up this. Uh, we're in uh, Rochester, New York, so uh, cool little taping we got coming up here for for this time. Uh, they start off with Mabel for some reason. I don't understand this stuff that Mabel is in the ring. Uh, I'm guessing that Oscar. I don't know if I saw Oscar, so I got a feeling he wasn't there. No, uh, he was there. He was oh, there. was he? Okay. I, yeah, I, I was like, why would the they? Match. Why would they not not do the entrance music? Like that's right. the best part, and right. so. Uh, I was kind of, I was kind of wondering. Yeah. But, but, uh, fine squash match, but definitely kind of showing that Mabel's by himself. And I, I think we see Mo somewhere else too. So right. I don't know if they're trying to separate them or what, or maybe they just were, you know, like you said, maybe a little short on guys. So decided to break those two up just to kind of make the tapings work better. But, uh, fine, fine match, uh, to start off. Yeah. Well, you know, Vince loves his big guys. So he's yeah. probably trying to see what he has in, in Mabel. Um, one note I did have is that before, right before this match in the opening, the signs that the, there were signs in the crowd for PJ Walker and Mike Bell, like the jobber guys actually had fans with signs in the crowd. So that's hilarious. Yeah. I was like, no fucking, when I saw like Vince, like talking <laughs> in the beginning, like the very beginning of this episode, there's a sign for PJ Walker and there's a separate sign for Mike Bell. And I was like, this has to be like a troll thing or something, but. Yeah, yeah, or like, or like their fan, or family. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was crazy, so. Um, so I've gotten. Why'd you get, so, why'd you get the title match? Okay. So, next we get the, uh, IC title match, Diesel versus Razor Ramon, and, you know, like we've said, this is a very forced, quick match, like, we don't know what Diesel deserved, like, did it deserve this? Like, Sean didn't get a rematch from WrestleMania, like, I don't know, I don't, like, part of me feels like they're kind of trying to, like, punish Sean in a way, like, you know, maybe he's being an asshole or something, and they're, like, he's not wanting to play ball or whatever, and there's kind of, like, showing, you know, we'll give it to I, your boy instead kind of thing. Right, I I know he asked for some time off, like, he definitely right. asked for some wrestling time off, I think right. from the ladder matches, he was getting injured, so I know he's taking a little time off, but, mm-hmm. again, it's very weird. Yeah, it, it, so, in this match, um, Razor's like a house of fire early, which is awesome, um, like, Diesel's just going along with him, and he finally cuts him off with, like, a big sidewalk slam, which always looked good from him, I thought. Like, it's not the most impressive move or anything, but from him, like, his height and everything looked pretty good. Um, It was weird seeing Razor, like, tossed around like this by a big guy, so that was 
kind of a weird visual. Uh, you get a huge water maneuver from Vince. This razor drop diesel at one point. So Vince in his, uh, peak form there. Uh, Sean takes like a huge bump from a razor right hand too. So his involvement was there. Um, the crowd really starts getting hot towards this. And then like, there's like the, the spot where Sean takes the, the turnbuckle pad off and razor gets thrown into the exposed buckle, then hit with a jackknife and we got a new IC champ. Um, I'm a diesel guy. I'm a Kev, well, I'm more of a Kevin Nash guy, like just the person and not like, you know, I'm, I'm still a diesel fan too, but I'm not a big fan of this change. Like razor is a great IC champ. He's, you know, we've seen it in these past couple episodes. He works great with a lot of the mid card guys. He was, uh, rocketing like he, like, you know, as much as Owen Hart was raising, he, razor was doing the same thing. Like he was moving up the ranks, like his character's getting ho- you know, higher up, and I don't know, this kind of, like, kills his momentum for right now, I guess. It's just weird. And then also to give it to Diesel, who, like, he, he rubs his gloves and everything, and he stands in the corner, but, like, what is he, like, what has he done that Mabel hasn't done? You know, Mabel's over with the crowd, too, so, yeah. I don't know. Just weird. Just just a weird thing going It's probably It's probably backstage politics, as we know, with these guys, but... You know, I, I can't think of any other reason why this would happen right now. Yeah, it really, it really is weird, and uh, I, I guess they just didn't have anyone. It's, I guess, to give credibility against who he's going to fight at King of the Ring. I, I guess they just maybe didn't have anyone in the wings. Like, but it, it's just weird to to go them up. Razor's so over that, like, I don't know why you take it away from Razor, especially after winning at WrestleMania so decisively. Like, I felt like he could have went for a nice little run. He's shown some good matches versus Adam Bomb and, and, and Double J. We've seen, like, he could have went on a little run like that. Mm-hmm. But whatever reason, they, they decided they needed Diesel to have the title and Razor take a step back, which I, I think is disappointing. Uh, I also love, too, the, like, the exposed seal of, like, Vince McMahon, like, like the, the, the exposed seal of the corn but, turnbuckle, of, like, how much... Vince loses this, like his mind about how hard that had to be. Like it's the right. tiniest. <laughs> right, the actual right. clip is like so little, but the way you make it seem is like Vince is just losing it. How devastating! Uh, I know there were definitely pops in the crowd when Diesel won, uh, but probably just people excited about a title win. Like in a, you know, probably they're thinking a bland superstars taping is like second match and is a title change. Uh, and I actually thought Razor did a great job of selling the jackknife afterwards. Like even real top of him, like, checking him out, like, really talking to him, and Razor's, like, eyes closed most of the time. I thought a really good job by Razor selling that, so uh, it was definitely very shocking, and something I just I never understood. I thought thought maybe we'd build up to it better than we've seen, and I, I don't think they have. Like, it just right. doesn't make sense. Uh, we'll see. Also, Diesel as IC champ just feels weird, too. Like, yeah. You know, he seems like a world title guy, not not IC champ. I don't know. So we'll see, I guess. Well, the few, yeah, I mean, maybe they build him up, but even right now, he's done nothing to prove that he's, mm-hmm. you know, he has to be, I don't know who's beaten, right? Like, who is he ever beaten? Right. Besides, besides, besides the Rumble, right? Like, but after that, like, that's the one thing about the Rumble and, you know, 96, to kind of talk about that Stone Cold. Like, it's weird. Like, Stone Cold wins King of the Ring and then just, like, does nothing for a while, right? Like, he's never, right. he's right. not in this, like, he doesn't just, you know, jump to, to the top of the ranks. It takes him some while. And it kind of feels the same way here. It's like, okay, yeah, he had a great rumble and the crowd was definitely behind him, but he's done nothing since then. Well, it's probably a lot, a lot of like their taping cycles too, where they tape, you know, four yeah. or five episodes and they kind of have to filter through all that first. Yeah. So. 
But it's been a while. Like, I mean, that, it's not like the Rumble was a couple weeks ago. Like, this is true, pretty far away. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just very bizarre. I don't know. Uh, then we get some, we get, we start getting some squashes then, uh, along the way. Uh, so we get Bob Holly. Uh, he's definitely, definitely, you, you gave the award already to, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, Jarrett. New Gen- yeah, Jarrett, but Bob Holly's definitely always in the, in the running for that. Uh, then we get the Heavenly Bodies in their new outfits. Uh, they got new, new entrance. The entrance way is different too, so I think that kind of added to it, like different lights and the way they kind of enter through, like, I don't know what it is. It's kind of like steel beams with a bunch of lights in them. Uh, but definitely something new, Dren, we'll see for a while. Uh, but they come out with their wings, uh, now, and Vince definitely talks up their wings. Uh, we also get the King of the Ring report, uh, that it's June 19th. Father's Day weekend out of Baltimore, and that we're going to have the IRS Scott Steiner next week as the first King of the Ring qualifying match. So that's why I was kind of thinking the, the Steiners are still around a little bit longer, just because this match is happening. But it, it's just very weird that they're being brought into now a solo act, uh, you know, why they're fighting in solo versus a tag team. So I don't know what was up with the Steiner brothers, but definitely very weird the way they're used, uh, you know, before Mania, not used at Mania, and then kind of being used now a little bit. So I don't think I don't know if you had anything to add there. No, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Do you want me to do the joint thing? Yeah, go ahead. All right, <clears> so then we get, we get randomly, <laughs> and not even a king, was it a king's court? Was it called the king's court or no? I don't, I don't think so. I don't have that in my notes either. Yeah. So for some reason, Dink comes out with Jerry Lawler, and they mention constantly that Doink is out of town, and, and Jerry's kind of picking on Dink a little bit. And then Doink's music hits, and the crowd pops. I mean, this was a massive pop. This is yes. like a... Hulk Hogan type pop for right. Doink. And so Doink comes out and he's got a big pie with him and kind of on accident at first, he does the pie in the Dink's face. And, you know, Lawler's kind of laughing and, you know, Doink says he's sorry. Uh, and then he does silly string and again, it's kind of, it's kind of really kind of played off as an accident. Uh, and then we finally get the big reveal that it's Double J, uh, dressed as Doink, a really underrated segment. When when uh, Doink pulls off the, the the his hair, the the aggression out of Jeff Jarrett is great. Like he brings a lot of evil en- energy, just looking crazed with the face mask, almost like a, the old uh, evil Doink. Uh, I thought a really underrated segment. I thought really fun. I think actually just give it a pop. I think they have elevated Doink the Clown, which is kind of like bringing him to a major feud versus kind of a silly feud that like okay. Jared's going to go down to his level to kind of play some pranks on him. So I, I thought a really good segment. Maybe you don't feel the same, but I actually uh, really enjoyed it. Oh, no, this was – I loved this. So um, I, I'm – I don't even know if I want to admit this, but I'm scared of clowns. Like, I've been okay. afraid of clowns since – like, not like not like crazy scared of them now. Yeah. As a kid, I was really scared of them, and that goes back to uh, being in Chicago. We know the uh, – Oh, yeah, classic Bozo the Clown. I went there as a child. We went to the Bozo the Clown show. Um, we were, I was scared as shitless, like, watching this. And, like, my dad was taking me out of the show because I was screaming, crying. And um, over his shoulder, like, I'm over his shoulder. He's carrying me. I'm facing the other way. A clown is, like, walking up to me trying to console me. But I'm even more freaked out. That this, I feel like the clown is trying to come get me. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous so like i always have this like then i saw it at like seven years old like i don't know what my parents were doing letting me watch that that young but um when i saw jared with this i'm like holy shit he looks 
creepy as fuck. Like, yeah, you know, like it's not like scary or anything. Now it's just weird, something like creepy. So, uh, anyways, so that, that just kind of plays into my hatred of clowns. But anyways, this segment was so weird. Like Dink, look, Dink comes out with a baseball outfit on to begin with. And then Lawler, like, like asks him, what position do you play shortstop? So, like, yeah, there's such a, it's such a dumbass dad joke, but the way he delivers it is hilarious. Um, then like you said, like Doink comes out, huge pop. I didn't, I didn't have any recollection of this segment at all. So no, at first I'm like, that's not Doink though. Like I'm looking at his face. I'm like, that's not really him, but I don't, I couldn't tell who it was. So when he pie faced him, I'm like, okay, this is obviously like a heel term, but I, I I still don't know who that is. Like, they're just setting up Doink, and maybe Jared's got somebody to set him up. And the way Vince is, like, so distraught in this segment, too, like, he's feeling so bad for Dink. It's hilarious. Um, Dink even takes, like, a Shane McMahon-style bump off the little platform, too. So I don't know if that's where Shane got his inspiration from <laughs> and take all these dives. But it was just awesome when Jared revealed himself. And then the icing on the cake, and I wish I had a gif of this, is when he's – do he he just has to do the damn strut with the clown makeup on, like he's doing the Jeff Jarrett strut yep. with the full makeup on. It's just like oh, this is such a great segment. Lawler and Jarrett working in tandem, like old Memphis guys, just like uh, this one just spoke to my soul. So yeah, good stuff. Um, but yeah, you have yeah super else su- yeah. I mean, great segment, great segment, just underrated. Uh, you know, I thought Dink did a great job as well, like playing out of the confusion. Right, yeah, right. I, I didn't get you. You figured it out. I didn't get it either. I'm like, they said Dink Doink was I'm like stupid, even though I'm 40. I'm like they said Doink was out of town. That can't be. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, wait, what? Like this thing. And then like I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking at him. I'm like, no, nah, that's not the same guy. Like, or is that Steve Kern playing him right yeah. now? Is it was was the real like the guy that's been playing him really out of town? Like. It was, yeah, I was just trying to figure it out. It was, it was good. Like, it, it's weird. Like, you know, you watch something from what, well, almost 30 years ago and you're like, in like, I'll, I'll watch some of this stuff and I'll kind of, I'll be paying attention, but I'm not like as invested, you know, like a squash match, whatever. Yeah. But this, this segment had me like glued to the TV watching this. So, um, it's stuff like this and this is on an episode of Superstars. It's stuff like this is why we watch Superstars in general. Yeah, you know? it's great. Yep. It's, it's it's great great stuff, and I think the next couple of weeks with superstars are going to be great as well with the King of the Ring qualifying and stuff like that. So, right. Uh, so, um, why do you finish up the last thing real quick? Yeah. So, so just to close out, we get another uh, Bam Bam squash, and then we get a, and these are going to get increasingly stupid. But we get an Undertaker sighting by a uh, <laughs> traffic cop. So just talking about you know seeing a big guy walking through or whatever. So apparently Undertaker is just like you know touring the whole USA right now. Um, with no intentions of coming back to the WWF, I guess. So, yeah, he's just out, out having a sub. Like, right, <laughs> all right. these things are gonna be hilarious. So, exactly, I, I, they're cheesy and funny, but it's it's so weird with like being the Undertaker. Like, it feels like someone else should be doing this. Like, right. a different character, not the Undertaker. So, I, I don't know. Like, like I said, the only thing I could really find was that uh, you know Taker's out doing Europe, uh, starting to do some work in Europe. So I'm guessing they were just trying to like give some like, well, he can fight because he's out there right, right like somebody right. sometimes like do this with guys retiring you know what i mean like they'll say like oh yeah, yeah. he's he's uh retired but he's got contract you know contractual obligations so i'm guessing exactly uh that's maybe what they're doing um anything else to add no nope, i think we're good 
right. We get, uh, sorry. Uh, that was the last one, I think. Uh, most new gen outfit, I think you, you already gave. Yeah, so, uh, I was gonna pick Jared's, um, teal outfit, but I think I'm gonna pick Jared in the clown makeup. Uh, hit that outfit, so I think I'm gonna yeah. go with that. Pull a, pull a, a quick reversal there. I got a sparky plug for me in that, uh, Superstars match. Uh, most new gem performer. Man, it's, I want to say Jarrett for just that. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Jarrett. Like, I want to say Lawler because he carried quite a few segments, but, um, Jarrett's was like the, the highest in my opinion. So I'll go with him. Uh, you got double Jarrett. Uh, I'll go Razor. I thought he was all over these shows, like three call. matches. So I, I think I'm going to go him. Um, on there. Uh, worst smasher segments? Uh, I mean, the, the Mabel match kind of sucked a little bit. Uh, there wasn't anything like crazy bad, I don't think. Um, and I don't really want to like just pin it on Razor because, I mean, uh, Mabel because he's not, you know, he's my guy kind of, but I think I was going to go with that because like, they didn't even give him his entrance or anything like that. Like, it just didn't feel like him. At all. Uh, there wasn't much really bad. I, I don't really have right. anything. Yeah, I don't think there was anything bad. Uh, if anything, maybe the second half of that first Raw was kind of, I'll just give it to that. Just slow. There wasn't yeah. Slow, yeah, a lot of squashes. Yeah, there just really wasn't uh, anything that really jumped out to me um, on there. Uh, best Master segments? Definitely the Jarrett Doink segment. Doink, that yep, was, that was great. It's one of the best like segments we've seen so far, in my opinion. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was great. For you, I think last time you kind of mentioned, oh man, Jared's going for the stupid doink feud, and it's amazing how quickly we've turned awesome. like, oh, yeah, awesome. you know, how is this? Uh, yeah. So yeah, pretty cool there. Uh, stock up for anyone? Jared, Jared, I, I like Jared. His stock was already pretty good, but then it's just like character stuff like this that just really puts it over the top. I'm gonna do. I'll do one stupid just because it was uh, how much they made a thing of it. I'm gonna go heavenly bodies with their new wings, oh, just nice. because like Vince was going crazy over these wings. Like, where did right. they get them? How are these? Right. Yeah, he's just like it's so stupid. But exactly. uh, I'll go with that. Uh, they went stock down for you, uh, Sean. Sean just doesn't yep. feel like you know with Diesel getting the title, uh, Lawler outclassing him as an interviewer like segment. Sean just doesn't feel like the same amount of a star right now. Like. Owen feels like a, a higher level of star. Razor, Diesel now, uh, even Jared getting elevated, Lollick. There's so many other guys that just feel like bigger stars than him, and they shouldn't, you know? Yeah, agreed. I was going to go Men on Mission, but I literally have them stocked down the last two times. I almost want to do it because that Mabel match was terrible, so i got to think. Right. I gotta, um, let's see if there's anyone else that I could think Lou Albano? Lou, no. He at least got a title shot somehow. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, don't know how. True. I'll go Nikolai just because it's been so stupid and that he did not do a d- good promo with Jerry the King. Right. Like, it just, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, uh, what you're going for. So, yeah, that, uh, I'll go him just because I, it's, I didn't think I would care. I didn't think they invested this much time and effort into this guy. Right. So, uh, I'll go with him. Good uh, stuff. so that's it. So, you know, a decent, Decent couple of Raw superstars, you know, the huge thing around Diesel becoming an intercontinental champion. Pretty crazy because they didn't do this a lot on superstars, so like that superstars taping had to be nuts to watch and see. Uh, right. To watch and see. So, 
Uh, fun couple things, and then as I mentioned last time, that starting next week we have a bunch of King of the Ring qualifying matches. So we'll really start getting into the King of the Ring uh, yeah. next week. We'll probably get some title matches. You kind of already alluded to one of the worst matches, one of the worst main events of all time uh, with with oh, man. Father. It's so kill me. I can't wait for that build. I don't even know if there is a build for that too, which might actually hurt it just as well. So. No, there is because remember he gets the oh yeah the impersonator. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's something there. Yeah, I'm not very sure Piper's on TV. Like, well, I mean, oh, it's just, true. I'm not sure he's really on TV, uh, so we'll see. But uh, it should be fun. Couple of next weeks, we also get the Raw next week with uh, Headshrinkers and and uh, the Quebecers. So, yep. fun, fun couple of weeks we got coming up over the uh, early early bit of May to build up to King of the Ring. So, see you in two weeks. Thanks for everyone for listening, ready to review, and we'll see you next time. Yes, sir.